This is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. We're going to continue on our topic, Science of Spirituality, Part 2. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to Part 1, I highly encourage it, because uh, it gives you a strong foundation for uh, Part 2 here. And what we're going to do, we're just going to jump right in. How does one obtain true peace? Uh, how does one obtain true peace is, and I'll get into the logistics on, say, connecting to your higher self or your vital force. So to obtain true peace or your purpose or what it really means um, is, 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 again, not becoming successful to provide your, for your family and so on like that. That's a byproduct of finding yourself or becoming truth, truth, uh, truly peaceful. If you've noticed, again, just to prove my point, people who have become successful, they've provided for their family and so on like that, there's a lot, a lot of internal say, uh, commotion, distortions and so on like that, a lot of disease, so on like that. If you did find true peace, none of that would happen. You'd be in 360 degrees of abundance. Right? So it doesn't work out well. And the reason why is because true peace the definition of true peace is that connection between your 1%, your 99%. Okay? So let me give you the science behind it because I've talked about this quite a bit. So, so you have your 99%. You have a, a gap, a translation say kit, just kind of like Google Translate. Many people would call that the soul. I, I call that a soul. Okay, so a definition, EI's definition of what a soul is. And then you have your human identity. Okay? Like before, your spirit body, your vital force, generates enough energy to represent yourself here in physical form. It's a reflection. So what it believes you are reflects in this reality as you and your life experience. So you render the reality that you see yourself in, the distortions, the great times, everything else, that's just, that's you experiencing yourself. Okay? I call the sphere of influence, again, that's because you render it, I call that your sphere of influence. Okay? What's around you, above you, below you, and you're in that center space. So, the soul, what happens is, it's a translation kit. It's a communication kit. Your vital force has no, it does not have your senses. It doesn't have any senses. So, but it has to understand or has to have feedback somehow from your identity here in life, right? And then the experiences that it thinks it is it has to reflect that in human form somehow, in this reality. You understand it as your life. So that translation kit is there, <clears throat> is there for you. So what it knows for it to be, again, your, 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 your vital force, it translates what it understands itself to be into human form through your five senses and your emotions. Right? Hence, your emotions are tools to your senses. 
on the flip side, what you experience here in physical form, say love or whatever else that you experience, um, abuse, love, whatever, joy, and all that, has to get translated back into your spirit body. So that soul is a translation kit. Because you run very two very different languages, let's say. Okay. The problem is, over generations, well, we talked about earlier, the meanings of what it understands it to be and what you understand it to be become very different. Say, for example, the only way that you got attention or love from your parents is when they yelled at you and or abused you, right? So over time, that translation kit sends that information to spirit, right? And it's kind of distorting and it kind of gets confused. And then, but, you know, it's happened so many times. What happens is, is the spirit goes, oh, so what you're telling me is that in this reality for this person, um, love me equals abuse. So what it'll do, because everybody's seeking love, it'll turn experiences, it'll give you experiences where you're going to feel love. And that's the only way you're going to feel love. So it changes. So the meanings, the real definitions of love and everything else has been distorted, again, through generations, your family lineage, and then your history on top of that. So now, and this happens, you can read any psychology book on it, there's individuals who can't be happy or loved if everything is okay. They have to be abused to feel loved. It sounds strange, but that's why that shit happens. It doesn't make sense, but now that we understand it, it makes total, absolute logic on why people would get abused to feel love. That's the reason why. Right? So this is, again, a deeper explanation, kind of off on a tangent, so back. So coming back, when you start to awaken okay, the translation kit, over time, when you start to awaken, well, there's a direct connection between your higher self, your vital force, your physical form. Is that the direct connection? Your soul becomes less and less and less. And it sounds kind of negative, but basically you become soulless, and that's your objective. There is no communication or translation kit needed for you to exist in this reality. That's your sole purpose. Religion might call that heaven on earth, or walking, you know, um, your spirit walking here on the earthly plane, or seeing this reality through your spiritual eyes. Okay? But think of it: if there's no communication, you, your one percent, your spirit body meshed and. In Enraveled or ingrained into one. What a fantastic experience. That's what you've always wanted. That's the answer to all these questions. That's the exact thing. So imagine if you live from that space. And that would be an awakened spirit, by the way. 
So if you were at, at that level, would you need to control anybody? Would you need to dominate? Would you have any lack? Would you be ill? Would there be any need for lawyers? Uh, as we move on, purpose, what happens, what happens to you after you die? Uh, what happens to you after you die? I actually work on a lot of people who've crossed over, and I know that sounds kind of strange. Why do they need help? Because they get stuck. They get stuck. So what happens after you die? And many people go, well, you know, life on the other side because I've burdened myself here because religion told me so. Right? I have to suffer in this religion, if this, in this, in this, in this facade or in this reality, to say feel the pleasures on the other side. By the way, um, success, successful individuals, uh, you know, you have to uh, what? No pain, no gain. Same kind of pattern, right? It doesn't work for them either. Successful individuals who run that pattern of no pain, no gain, when they become super successful that money will give them pain. It doesn't go away. So they don't enjoy their money. They keep feeling the pain. And there's, well, the gain is very minimal. No matter how much money they have, it doesn't provide them, say, the completeness that they're looking for. Um, kind of lost track here. So what happens after you die? Oh, that's my point. Sorry about that. So the point is that Wherever you are, at the point of death or the point of disconnect in time, you stay there on the other side. So say that you suffered your life, you helped a lot of people, you held on to their burdens, right? basically suffered, doesn't mean that you're going to be a saint or live a saintly life on the other side. Uh, it just means that you're going to be suffering. Uh, on the other side as well. So, just give you a, 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 a numerical example. I don't know, say in this lifetime, you woke up to a level three, four, five, whatever. Uh, say a level five. Okay? Uh, and that's all you woke up to. You go on the other side, you're at level five consciousness. Simple as that. The sad thing about it is that uh, it's a lot easier to awaken on this reality because there's reference points. On the other side, there's no reference points. So you, so you get well, you keep repeating the same thing over and over again. So there's different ways to die. Uh, for example, people who are suicidal. This is called a timestamp. Um, what happens is that the last moments of death, that anxious anxiety or whatever that they feel, the last moments of death. Uh, since there is no time and space, they, they'll experience that, those last moments of death pretty much forever uh, or until something or someone like me knocks them out, awakens them, and they go, oh, I'm actually dead. So there's different levels uh, again. So there's an awakened death, and then most of society, I would say about 99% people who die, not awakened, especially in today's medical system. Painkillers, um, opiates, and all that. Right? Uh, many individuals are disconnected from time. Uh, sadly to say that 
um, many individuals don't even know that they're dead. So what happens is that, and, and I see this all day long when I work on people, what happens is that they die, their physical body dies, and they still think they're experiencing whatever that they died from because they're unconscious as they cross over. It's a sad state of affairs, by the way. So many people are, say, you know, if you're in a coma state, you'll cross over on the other side and still think that you're in a coma state. Uh, in the religious aspects, and I see this all the time, uh, many individuals are too afraid to meet their maker, although they practiced all their life for it. And that's an interesting one. So seeing religion from the other side done wrong over and over again. And again, I'm not talking about true religion, real religion, the way that the creators of those religions created. I'm talking about the distorted religion that most of the world practices, especially this one faith, right? You're born in sin, you live in sin, you die in sin. Well, if you're thinking of that concept, not so awakened, this reality is not about sin or any bullshit like that. What happens is that you're too afraid to meet your maker. You don't want to go to hell. So what do you do? You don't go anywhere. A lot of times they wrap around the loved one that say took care of them or was open to them. Hence, they get the loved one gets the same distorted patterns, diseases and so on uh, as the person that they took care of. Sad to say, see it that way, but I see it all the time like that. Uh, or they stay in the lower realms, again, distorting, say, the living uh, on this side. Uh, I could do a whole topic on death, though. Uh, an awakened death, let me just give you that, because it was one of the most beautiful aspects of life that you could ever experience, is an awakened death. And that's the way it should be because well, loved ones, right? The older generation, accidents, whatever, uh, again, awaken uh, in an awakened space. What happens, and this is the way it should be, but again, very few, is that, and there's this different levels. It's not just one or the other, by the way. Uh, it's trend, you know, just different levels. So an awakened death, say so you're an awakened individual, okay? You review your life before you cross over. And you go, okay, that was bullshit. I didn't need that, and so on, and so on. And you grow and expand from the experiences that you had. So you don't take it on. You don't carry it over. You clear the slate. Right? Even if you had, say, a bad experience, whatever, bad life, whatever, if you woke up awakened, you would clean the slate. You would learn from those negative experiences, even severe abuse and so on, torture. You'd learn from those experiences. So one, in the future generation, when you come back, physical form never happens because you're awakened. You go, okay, I learned my lesson there. You know, I learned from it. I'm moving on. Um, or if you don't believe in you know, life after death um, or uh, regeneration, um, unlike many religions don't, uh, generation after generation, you're not perpetuating the same garbage. Right? You're not, say, the same disease. So, uh, again, an awakened death 
would evolve to a higher consciousness. As that consciousness comes in, your DNA structure that you that you donate to your downline in your family tree, it's a clear DNA structure. It's a clear say spiritual DNA or template for you to exist. So in this situation, generation after generation, humans would actually evolve I hate to say it like animals. If you look at animals, they always get better generation after generation. They don't carry disease or shortcomings or illness or anything like that, right? They d disconnect all that. There's a reason for it. Um, so again, in an awakened death, um, one, you disconnect, you enlighten yourself before you cross over. You cross over in an awakened state. It propels you, perpetuates you to much, much higher realms because there's different levels of realms that you can reach in that space as well. Okay? And they're infinite, by the way, uh, until you get to the point of all at one being. So, uh, but, um, yeah. The beautiful thing about, again, this is the beauty part, when an awakened individual crosses over, time and space separate. And what happens is that timeless space that is so euphoric, many of you have felt it. Uh, I know you have through minimal, you know, like a joyous experience, a death experience and so on, somebody else's tragedy and so on. Uh, and let me, uh, and I say tragedy is like, how can that open up? Have you ever noticed when you're in a tragic moment, times like stand still? And I know, you know, the, the, the moment is, is tragic, but then there's that grandness and beauty in that tragedy. It's like everything is in slow-mo. That's the reason why you're seeing things from a, your spirit perspective, a higher version of yourself uh, going through that. Uh, and it keeps you sane, by the way. That's why that happens. Those who live the tragedy in this physical realm, they don't come out of that tragedy very well, do they? That's the reason why. But anyway, so that moment, it, it's like a curtain. It's like a floodlight that shines through, literally, if you want to call it, if you want to get spiritual, uh, you know, heaven's light just shines through. And those those individuals around that person and by the way whether i mean if you're in physical form you'll definitely feel it but if you're an awakened being a family member dies no matter where you are in the world you'll feel that being and it's a euphoric uplifting experience you literally get pulled into your higher consciousness you're 99 percent and i've helped many individuals you know uh, cross people over in their space Death does not become a tragedy. Yes, it's tragic to lose somebody. Yes, you do feel that loneliness or that emptiness and so on. But on the flip side, it's the most euphoric feeling. And it's like, okay, I understand the concept. You know, I understand that they left. I miss them. But that the living expand into a greater awareness. And that's what we, uh, again, hand our downlines. Uh, and what happens is that the distorted generational patterns, including disease, distortion, mental illness, and all that stuff, an awakened being, they cross over, did they delete those patterns? Those patterns get deleted off the ones that are awakened. And then they don't have to repeat it as they get old. If they're younger children, they don't have to repeat it. 
at all. They become better and better and better. So imagine the generations of kids uh, if we died properly. I talk about that, by the way, in a... In a, a gosh, I forgot the event. I'm so sorry. Uh, but if you want to know more, write into customers at masajani.com. We'll get you uh, the event that I talked about. Uh, but that's the way death should work. Fortunately, like I said, no matter what religion you are, most people die absolutely the wrong way, not awakened. Uh, another confirmation that <clears throat> religion or science is not doing their job. Uh, describe heaven, how to get there. Well, I just kind of described it. Uh, again, and your only purpose is to... Heaven is basically you at an awakened spirit level, at 100% awakened. Again, there's different layers of awakening, or you know, infinite layers of awakening, but true heaven would be considered you understanding who you are, again, you're 99% in the most expansive state, at 100% capacity. That's what reaching your potential, by the way, means to EI or to me. Not about achieving goals or winning uh, Nobel Peace Prizes or anything like that. It's got nothing to do with that. Uh, it's about knowing and understanding who you are. And then your final purpose is to be in this state at 100% and live it in physical form. That's your objective. Um, what is the meaning of life? Uh, it goes into, uh, again, goes back to the last question, uh, heaven, what is the meaning of life? The meaning of life is, uh, is not to achieve anything uh, um, because you already know. It's not to save anything because nothing needs to be saved. It's not to produce anything or come up with a great idea that saves humanity or makes things better because all those inventions, ideas, concepts, uh, abundance or anything that you're looking for, you already are if you knew who you were. So it's got nothing to do with that. However, what it is about, and that's what life is about, is about understanding that you are all that and bringing it into this physical reality, into a consciousness that you go, oh, I am all that. And then you can actually be here for the purpose that you are, to see what you can do in physical form not to suffer or anything like that, not to get rid of all the garbage. By the way, this is what EI does for you. Okay? First step, you go into EI, you do the 21 days, you do, you do group healings, uh, industrial group healings, all that. You know, you, um, um, and then all the garbage starts to clean out of you. Right? And then people go through detox, people suffer, and they get through pains and stuff like that. That's not EI. It's got nothing to do with the AI. It's got nothing to do with the way I teach it uh, or help you shift or help you reprogram. It's it's all about all the shit that you've brought. You've, you are the latest rendition of your family structure. You're the latest, if you were a software program, you are the latest, say, update at the time that you were born of your family. Simple as that. And then what you add on is just more on top of that garbage pile. So what happens is EI starts to have has to peel that away, 
And then, when that all that garbage is peeled away, that's where EI starts. That's what life is about. You get to feel, you get to experience, say, the brilliance of being here, feeling yourself, again, through physical identity, through physical touch consciousness here. Your spirit body gets to feel itself, understands itself, and it goes, oh, wow, this, this is a freaking beautiful playground. What can I do with it? It's like an all-star athlete, right? They go to the gym, they go, they're not trying to lose weight, they're not trying to do whatever. That's that EI process that you're, you're releasing all the garbage. It's not trying to be about, you know, getting healthy. You've done all that. You get to that point. EI starts and life starts when you go, God, I am set. I'm a top-notch athlete. I'm good to go. What can I do? How can I reach my potential? How can I push beyond the limits of this physical form? How can I push the limits of gravity and everything else? How can I be what I am and my higher self in this reality, in physical form, and feel it in its completeness? That's what life is about. Uh, by the way, if you operated from that, imagine raising kids. Imagine uh, having a spouse. Imagine making love to that to that person. Imagine what money would be, consciousness would be. Imagine humanity. Be very different. Uh, describe God. Um, well, we sure know that it's not a bearded old white man that um, that that is going to demonize you or or or, or um, punish you uh, for things that you do wrong. He's not someone that keeps track of you. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. It knows all, understands all, but it needs money. Right? That's what a lot of those religions, right? Send me, give me your money because we need it. It doesn't need any of that. So... It's nothing to do with that. God is is a state, um, again, it's a global setting that has created all the possibilities around here. It's created space and time the way this reality works and every other reality that works on other space-time continuums. Okay? It's a consciousness that dictates how this reality works. But it does not dictate on how you use this reality. If you understand your higher self, again, that's what we we're talking about, you would understand God. Uh, and that's why many people go, well, God is love. But that's very limiting to what God would be because that's only one emotion. So hopefully that helps you understand. Uh, what is the greatest quality humans possess? Uh, the greatest quality human possess is that they have the ability to master time and space. I'll say that again. The greatest quality humans possess is that they have ability to master time and space. With that ability comes invention, and this is why humans are different right, than animals. Animals, plants, uh, rocks even have a consciousness. They're limited. 
Um, and again, it's a beautiful state to be. Right? They understand all the possibilities of the universe to understand what they're not. Uh, hence, they are the purest form of, say, being a lion or a blade of grass. And that's why there's universal intelligence when you say tap into a rock, a pure rock. Uh, humans, again, one of the greatest benefits um, or qualities of humans is the potential to understand space and time. But we're only, say, at a 10 or 12 or 15 percent at max awakening level for, for most of humanity. We don't understand how to control it if we did We'd never be in a situation or the lack or distortions that we experience each and every day. Uh, what is it that prevents people from having uh, living their full potential? Well, one, they never live in space-time. They're always worried about something else. So I kind of talked about this question, uh, so I'm not going to get too far into it. But living at your full potential, again, it's not a goal, it's not a, uh, a prize or anything like that, but living at your full, full potential would mean that there is no distortion or communication gap between your 99%, your vital force, and your human form. That is living at your full if you lived at that space, you would masterfully, say, um, I, I don't want to say conquer, but experience and adventure this reality in its fullest form. And again, that's very different than what most people think, living their potential. It's making a lot of money to help people and all that other bullshit that's only 1% of your existence here. What about the other 99%? Uh, what is wisdom and how do we gain it? Uh, wisdom is the knowledge that you know what you know, and more importantly, you know that of what you don't know. Uh, intelligence is, say, the physical aspect of this reality. Right, how this physical reality works, how money works, how success works, how I don't know, gravity works, and so on like that. That's intelligence. Uh, wisdom is applying that to further yourself into connecting to your 99%. Uh, are we all one? Mm, depends on the level that you're talking about. Were we all one? Yes. So in the beginning of time, we were all one. I'm not going to get too much detail. The Great Bang, uh, the Big Bang explosion, again, creating this reality. Again, that's a whole different topic. Um, so at this level uh, that we are, no, we are all not one. Are we interconnected? Yes, we are. We That's why we evolve. We're interconnected with every consciousness that's there. And by the way, a consciousness, a pebble, uh, bacteria, a mole spore, that's a consciousness. We're all interconnected in that reality. So we evolve, we learn from everything. Uh, an insect finds a, a way of burrowing. Okay? That consciousness ripples through humanity, uh, not humanity, but the consciousness of how this reality is created. It creates a ripple. And it comes to us at some level 
we ascend higher. Uh, and again, the sad thing to say is that in the animal kingdom, we're always evolving higher, but humanity, just look at how many distorted uh, ripples that we send out. So we're actually affecting the way nature operates, even in the most remote uh, places. We're affecting the consciousness of how animals operate or how re this reality operates. So, um, so again, at this level, I kind of went off on a tangent, so I'll come back. Um, at this level, where we are is that we're very separated, we're very segregated. We have to be to identify who we are. So there's nothing wrong with that. But when you start to use that and pull yourself apart from others because you're, you know, you're a different color, a different uh, sexual orientation and this, so on and so on, uh, to identify or to create security for yourself, to know who you are, that's where the problem comes. As you ascend higher and higher, you start to see beyond say the limitations or the physical appearances or experiences that people are. You naturally do. There doesn't have to be laws for women, men, uh, I don't know, minorities. There wouldn't be any minorities because we would embrace all. Right? So as you ascend higher and higher, you start to realize you know, the differences that make us all beautiful, right? the spice of life. Um, is actually a spice of life. It's not a poison. So, but that's the problem. At the lower levels of consciousness, we have to separate our, our identities and then hold on to our identities to feel safe. Although it never makes us feel safe at a deeper level. That's why we keep perpetuating hate and shortage and so on like that. Um, so when we awaken, we feel safe from a different perspective, what I've talked about all this time. And then you start to see, you know what? That person is beautiful no matter what they are, what they're experiencing, or what their, say, share of life that we're supposed to experience is about. As we ascend even higher and higher, right, we start to understand that we're all, say, uh, at a human level. So at first we start to understand, say, and again, I'm just giving you the basic steps, um, you start to become, say, a, a significant man or significant woman. You start to understand what that actually means. Okay? Then the next step is that we you start to understand that there's a human consciousness. So you 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 relate to people at a high moral human standard. That is one and all for no matter who you are. So you get higher and higher, you go beyond, say, the humanness of this reality. You go much beyond that. You start to understand yourself from a more timeless perspective. And the ideas, paradigms, and so on that dictate that reality that you've stepped into, right? well, it's less and less. Uh, it's not as dis distorted or diluted. Uh, and then you go to higher and higher and higher consciousness as you stay in this realm, physical realm, if you can maintain this. Um, and what happens is that you start to unify yourself and you start to understand that you are of a greater being and that greater being does not need to separate itself to feel complete. And I know it sounds strange, 
But that's what people do at the lower realms. That's why they separate themselves. Otherwise, if they didn't, they'd mesh and lose track of, again, their identity here. And they'd lose track of their coordinates of how they're created here. That's why that separation. But as you stand higher and higher, there's no need to separate yourself. Because you, you become all, and all becomes you. And then you go higher and higher, you merge even more. And eventually, you get to the space that you start to understand all the nuances, all those things that you are. And then you become one with everything around you, including you know, other humans. And that might sound like a spiritual experience or a religious experience, and it is. And that's what religion and spirituality is supposed to do. But, you know, nature lives in that oneness all the time. It's right here, right in front of our face. Examples. Each and every day, each and every second, we're here. Nature shows us the oneness that it is. That's why it works in such beautiful harmony. That's where we are. That's where we should be. That's what we're evolving towards. By the way, we haven't made a mistake. Uh, we're very young, adolescent beings trying to learn and grow and expand. Again, we've, we haven't made mistakes. We haven't been distorted. We haven't been awakened at one time. And now we fucked up and you know we're trying to relearn again or go back to our natural state. Now, we've evolved into this grand human human level, this consciousness, that goes far beyond, say, other uh, intelligent lives and so on like that, because they haven't created, say, the density. Again, that's another topic. So we haven't made mistakes. That's one thing to note. Uh, individuals, religious, spirituality people, it's like, well, we've, we've fucked up, we've done wrong, we got to go back and, you know, repent in them. That's just, no, that's just bullshit. We're literally adolescents in this physical time trying to understand how this space-time works. As we evolve, again, we become more and more awakened to our true self. That's what this journey is about. And it's a beautiful journey, by the way. A lot of fantastic questions. Again, if you have more questions or if this brought up more questions for you, uh, send them to me. Moss. E-I, M-A-S-E-I, at masajada.com. And if we like it, we'll turn it into a podcast. Hopefully that answers those questions for you. And hopefully it's confused you enough, distorted you enough to rattle your paradigm so you start to see what's really out there for you. You start to question those things that haven't worked for you, it hasn't worked for your parents, it hasn't worked for really anybody, whether it's religious, science, society, uh, so you can come into a higher understanding and ask and demand for more. Is it working? Uh, if it's not, it's your responsibility to, say, edit what you don't like, and find the truth about if it's a spiritual or religious uh, nature, right? You want to find the truth uh, on how to practice it properly. That's why you're seeking spirituality, right? 
start to ask questions, especially when things aren't working out for you. That's how you evolve, that's how you change. The best way to do that, as we end, is to notice what you notice, and then notice the details of what you're noticing.